0: hello and welcome to another episode on the autumn grown podcast so yes there's been a huge gap between last one and this one and what's been happening in between is my recovery from a hysterectomy and a bonus surgery on top of that was an endometriosis excision surgery so it's taken me a while to get back on track it's been an interesting journey and lots of thought and lots of contemplation. Um perimenopause is definitely giving me lots of opportunities to slow down and what that means and taking more notice of the smaller things and, you know, asking those questions, what is life all about and what is my life's purpose or meaning and how do I want to feel in my life and you know all this sort of stuff has been coming up and just brewing away in the cauldron. But this episode I wanted to talk about my post-surgery. Um, I went in for a hysterectomy with painful periods, heavy painful bleeding periods which actually it ended up being my whole cycle. It wasn't just for that period cycle or the bleeding cycle because um, I had a, ablation a womb ablation last June last year and that was just made everything horrendous and worse and and so the gynecologist I'd seen yet another one he says he felt that I had adenomyosis which is similar to endometriosis but it's not the same thing it's extremely painful and the the cure for it is a hysterectomy so it was like kind of like I was really looking forward I was getting really excited even going into surgery you know they were coming out just before going hi how are you just seeing how you going I'm like I'm really good I'm really excited I, had, I was actually on my um second day of my period when I went into surgery so I was feeling like crap so I was very much looking forward to that being my very last one as I'm rolling into surgery um so I was really excited you know looking forward to a new lease of life and just really excited However, what I was not expecting was when I came back to the ward and the gynecologist came in and said, "By the way, we found endometriosis there um, in two spots." Because I'd also asked, that I had this, i would had this right-sided pain for years and years and years. That's the whole reason for getting everything investigated and got everything started and all that. So. Um, I asked him to have a quick look and so he found endometriosis on the right side and the left side as well which interestingly enough I'd never felt up until post-surgery but that's another story. So um, that diagnosis actually hit me really hard. It's taken me a while and still taking me time to feel into it and to really sit with it and see what comes up and while I'm struggling with it and and that's a roller coaster ride on its own. Um, I think because there's no cure for it. It's yeah. So that really shook me up, and because also too, it really was so left field because last year I'd had when I had my ablation, I had a laparoscopy surgery as well, where they were to cut open, have a, apparently they had a look inside. Um, it was public I would not recommend public system it was actually quite traumatic because what they did not find is endometriosis and even the spot that I pointed to was the exact same one I did with the gynecologist that did this uh, hysterectomy surgery and it was it, that's what the pain was it wasn't scar tissue or anything like that it was endometriosis so this public hospital had failed to find it they'd also filed failed to somehow notice that my bladder was stuck to my cesarean scar on my womb which is quite scary if they were going to do the hysterectomy and rip it out like my bladder would have come with it so but thankfully the universe had other ideas and I got sent to another gynecologist so you know there was that kind of like well what was the point of having that surgery last year you know they didn't see anything you know here I keep getting told that you know, everything's fine, everything's normal, the science is showing everything looks good, you know, and I'm like, but I'm not feeling good, you know, really in a bad place mentally, like the chronic illness and the chronic pain really does affect my mental health and I think that's why it's taken me so long so to sort of get back on track is because my mental health was just up and down all over the shop and, you know, recovery was a lot harder than I had anticipated, because I hadn't anticipated the endometriosis aspect and that extra surgery on top of that as well. So, um, yeah, the endometriosis endometriosis diagnosis is hard, I think, because there is no cure. There is no, that's it, you've got it for life kind of thing. And it's interesting now, during this time, I've really reflected back over to my period cycles and how I felt and I'm like, oh... There's been, there has been signs and symptoms there f- since I was 12 years old, um, if not earlier, of things weren't right and things weren't normal. But, you know, it's not something we're really told or taught to look out for differences. Oh, well, painful period, that's just normal, suck it up, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, if you can't tolerate it. And nothing ever could work in the pain. And so, yeah, so it really has made a lot of sense. And I've had lots of aha moments and, you know, conversations with Dave going, oh, actually, I remember when they couldn't work out what was wrong with me or anything like that. And now it all makes sense. You know, there's there's lots of signs and symptoms there now. So, But not knowing any of better, it took it till I was 41 to get in having a hysterectomy for them to actually find what was really going on. So, But what happened was, that also threw a spanner in the work, was generally after you have excision surgery, you normally get some relief. So come six weeks, I went and saw the gynecologist, everything looked really good, everything's healing nicely, very exciting. However, that was a Friday, the Monday afterwards, I um, ovulated. So I still have my ovaries left in again if this public hospital had done the job correctly I may not have kept my ovaries knowing I had endometriosis and I was already perimenopausal anyway there's a high chance I would have got them to take it out but because they failed to find anything apparently um yes it didn't go to plan didn't go that way so I've noticed now since then I've ovulated i think three times and i'm in an ovulation cycle at the moment and it's quite painful it's quite horrific um thankfully with the endometriosis diagnosis now and it's not all in my head and i'm not a drug addict i'm able to get some pain relief medication on a daily regular basis so that has been a huge help unfortunately i didn't get many much relief after having an excision surgery but i never went in for excision surgery i went in for a hysterectomy so but i am going to be looking for another surgeon because yeah what's happening is with ovulation because estrogen seems to trigger or upset the endometrius um, endometriosis lesions so um, and because i'm already perimenopausal i'm looking at going on a zolodex so looking at having a I guess chemical or drug-induced menopause um, and see if that, that'll that put my ovaries to sleep to hopefully then that by then by the ovaries not producing any estrogen um, it's not going to trigger the endometriosis or anything like that and hopefully endometriosis can just shrivel up and go dormant, stay dormant for the rest of my life would be lovely so majority of women do find relief with menopause. However, it's not the case for all. So I'm excited to give it a go. I'm absolutely nervous and shitting myself at the same time because it's, again, there's no crystal ball to say how this is going to work, is this going to be effective. I've read many anecdotal mixed reviews where it's been good and where it hasn't. I think, um, and and keeping in mind, this, this drug is... Used for prostate cancer, breast cancer, and endometriosis, so it's not a not a lighthearted medication drug. It's an inject injection. So, um, I'm going for my first one this week. So it's and I'm like I'm not having any more children or anything like that. I think if you're having children, it's definitely something to talk to doctors and uh, find out as much about. About it as possibly can before going on it. We have, we've been to the doctor a number of times. So much research, anecdotal, like within so um, other women's experiences. Um, so it's to see if you know if these uh, Zolodex can only be over six months, otherwise, it can. Um, studies have shown it can greatly affect your bone density. But the thing is, what I'm looking at is if this medication works, so by putting my ovaries to sleep, if it works, then I'll go have my ovaries taken out. If it doesn't work, then there's no point going into surgery to take my ovaries out that aren't going to really work to result in what I'm after and that's pain relief. Um, So to be able to live a normal life and I'm not sure if it's around my nerve or my sciatic nerve or something's going on down there and we're exploring all of that so hopefully that's what's going to help um so i'll keep you updated on that so yes the needle itself it's just in the fat of your tummy it's not a problem there got plenty of that to go around but it's not your typical normal little injection looking at it i did google it and after my doctor said I'd have a look at it first so it would be very interesting to see what the first one's like, but it can take a couple of months before it takes effect. So, Because um, at the minute, I am on painkillers twice a day um, and nausea tablets. Oof, bad nausea, wow. And that could be a side effect of endometriosis or it could be a side effect of the medication. But then in saying that, again, nausea is something I've suffered with for as long as I can remember. I could never work it out. Couldn't work out the pattern or anything like that. So I'm not 100% sure exactly what it is but it's definitely something that's a symptom that's always been there so it makes sense with endometriosis that that's what happens so it's just learning all these and those really odd bad periods but I am on this pain medication it is helping it's not something I'm a fan of I think it's great for a temporary thing but at the same time I've got to function and it is me to function and get up and do a little bit more things around the house and all that and you know, the other thing that's really having this time, you know, three months, you know, is a, is a long time to do a catch up on what's been happening post-surgery in my recovery. It's not how I originally anticipated and hope to have done a fair, a lot more podcast by now. But sometimes it's about riding that journey and just really slowing it down and not hurrying it up and honoring things and feelings that are coming up and, you know, really noticing, perimenopause and seems to be a time of bringing unresolved things to the surface and you know it's then plus feeling hormonal and all the other stuff on top of it it can be quite quite overwhelming and very stressful but it's one thing for me it's really and I've been really contemplating what am I learning what am I gaining out of this journey as well you know trying to focus on some of the things, the good things as well because it can be quite consuming when we focus on what's effing up and what's wrong and blah blah blah, blah. but it's honouring both but something that I've really noticed and especially with those unresolved things and emotions and feelings coming up I'm also somebody who up until I was 35 um I was 34 actually I just turned 35 turning 35 a couple of weeks later after my son died and he was still born at twenty. He was born still born at twenty seven weeks, and so, for somebody who, as a Virgo, is very good at putting my emotions to the side, just bottling them up, really suppressing them, putting on a face, making sure everybody else was okay, and being there for everybody else, um, you know, when he died, that kind of i couldn't poker face it anymore i couldn't pretend anymore i just cried at a drop of a hat i'll cry for no reason or they're you know, just sitting at a set of lights and all of a sudden bore my eyes out you know it's all this emotional stuff is coming came bursting out and then dave is somebody who's very much in touch with their emotions so he's been a very big huge supporter and encourager and very loving and very patient person he is um, in supporting and encouraging me to talk about my feelings more to open up and feel my feelings more um, and I'm going to say it look I haven't been mm-hmm. as much as I've wanted to do the journey there's been a lot of resistance there as well on my behalf it's very foreign it's very uncomfortable and you know all that conditioning about your emotions and crying and all that sort of stuff so there's that reprogramming needing to be done but one thing I really noticed and what I'm noticing in, in women in different um, perimenopausal communities is, you know, there is that consistency and, you know, some anxiety and depression and mood swings and all that, you know, there is, although everyone's so unique, there is that sort of pattern in symptoms and that, but the reasoning is where it's different, but I'm wanting to get to the nitty-gritty and really mentor. Like I guess I'm a naturopath, herbalist and life coach. I prefer the word mentor, mentor. But anyway, but also too, I'm like, just something was missing. So counseling um, is something that I've started to study. So that's something that's come up and really helping me to focus on really working more deeply with my perimenopause journey like I've got so many ideas and community I want to create and be there and help support other women and guide them through this journey but at the minute I'm very much going through it myself like you know uh, that analogy of it's you know perimenopause is kind of like you know a caterpillar turning into a butterfly but what happens is that caterpillar goes into that cocoon and it turns to sludge it just goes all all icky and remolds itself like it's a complete transformation and it's it turns back into goop or whatever the word is before coming out as a butterfly and it's like Perry so reminds me of that Yes, I'm in that goopy face, I'm just, everything's turning to shit or turning to crap and I'm just, blah, and you know, but I'm going to come out a beautiful butterfly, you know, so I'm not sure, you know, then that's talked about as the second spring, you know, so I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know how my journey is going to look because, you know, with the decks, it could put my ovaries in permanent sleep, it could not or, you know looking at having my ovaries taken out, that will put you into a medical menopause, so an instant menopause. Um, And I'm not one to do the HRT. Um, There's personal reasons for that. But a big reason is also too, is if estrogen, science is showing at the minute that um, endometriosis is an inflammatory disease. It's throughout the body. But also too, that when um, estrogen comes in contact with these lesions, it's just very painful and so estrogen seems to be just a bit of an antagonist and annoy it and flare it up even more so and it's not very comfortable so the idea of putting the ovaries to sleep is to stop that estrogen antagonizing it and all that sort of stuff so but anyway I'm going to digress in a little there but yeah so um really wanting to get to the core of things so but at the minute yeah I feel very much going through that caterpillar stage and just go oh but at the same time really slowing down and taking the time to focus on what is working and what is happening what am I becoming aware of and so there's going to be um, every now and then do some podcasts of where am I at in my autumn crone journey and that'll just be sort of like a rambling of where I'm at so that'll be interesting to listen back over time at different stages and different phases of what comes out and you know where I'm at as well so so yeah so three months post-surgery things are getting better I'm definitely um, realizing taking care of my mental health especially with having chronic illness and disease and whatever autoimmune Um, I think the important thing is to take care of my mental health I've really noticed that about me if I don't take care of my mental health it all turns to crap like it's not good and I just have these breakdowns and I can't cope and everything's overwhelming I'm irritable I'm moody I've got that anger rage perimenopause anger rage you know kind of thing happening so just really learning to listen to see what's going on and what's happening and going okay and learning to honor and feel my feelings. You know, getting, what is it? Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is very much what this feels like but I'm so looking forward to learning and journeying myself through it and then and sharing it along the way but then also to creating a community for us like-minded um, women to come together and really become proud of our autumn crone journey and acknowledge the messiness and the ickiness but the amazing part and really bringing back honor and love and joy to the crone to the elderly woman the wise woman really bringing her back into society because with that missing look at how the world's turning out you know bring back the crone, you know, all those Walt Disney movies that depict the crone as the old hag and wanting to steal beauty and all that. And it's not the case at all. It's just the patriarchals focus on the youth and the beauty. And also too, a crone woman learns to say fuck off a lot and says no. And, um, her BS writer is just, it's just so small that she doesn't tolerate it anymore. So you can see why the patriarchal world doesn't like the doesn't like the crowed woman. She don't take none of their crap. So you know. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. Come over and listen. Um, come and over to our Instagram page. It's Belle and Dave. And um, you know, find there'll be posts on our grid there of which. Of different podcasts and that so come over you know let us know what are your takeaways have you got any questions is there something that you need clarifying or you're not too sure about or you know you want to share something share your story you know who knows is going to read that who knows who else is going to read that you know really want to bring back that storytelling and and that sharing of wisdom and experience and all that kind of stuff back to the crone and back to society so you yeah, come on over and ask and interact and it'd be really great to connect with you all right lots of love bye